Just Greeks and Beats, Episode 4, The Flames. And Yasu, welcome to episode four of Just Greeks and Beats podcast series, a cheeky and entertaining but informative outlook on all things Greek by an Australian-born Helene called Valandi. Yep, that's me. This episode started with the words Christos Anesti, which translates to Christ has risen. It is what the Greek Orthodox people say to one another from midnight of Easter Sunday. And since I recorded this episode on Sunday the 19th of April 2020, which happens to also be Orthodox Easter Sunday around the world, it was important that I started with that greeting. For the next 40 days, Greeks will greet each other with Christos Anesti and the other person would respond Alithos Anesti. Christ has risen and... Yes, he has truly risen. This, of course, signifies the time that Jesus was resurrected from his tomb and his disciples and all of the people around at that time witnessed his greatness and the miracle. This was the birth of Christianity. As per previous episodes of Just Greeks and Beats mention, orthodoxy is a massive part of a Greek person's life. As this episode is jam-packed, we will quickly skim over last episode. We spoke about pride and passions of a Greek person and extended onto community. We also went through the regions of Greece, in particular the south of mainland Peloponnesos. I also touched further on formal greetings in the Greek language and introduced you to particular style of Greek music. We will learn more in this episode, but for now, let's get right into the main topic the flames. The Greek people have a long history of fire. I'm not talking about Panos Giamos hand raiser. Fortia me fortia. <laughs> there we go. There are two very significant flames that are symbolic in our history and also to our faith. One is, of course, the holy flame of Easter, Do Aiofostis Anastasis, and the other one is the Olympic flame. As I have recorded and uploaded this episode on Orthodox Easter Sunday, and also that 2020 is meant to be an Olympic year, it is technically it is timely that this topic is discussed. These two flames are both technically religious symbols, one of the ancient times of Greek gods and one of the more modern times of Orthodox Christianity. The holy fire, holy flame, or more commonly known as the holy light, in Greek, is described by Orthodox Christians as a miracle that occurs every year to bring in Easter. Orthodox tradition holds belief that the holy fire happens annually on the day preceding Pascha, Orthodox Easter. During this time, blue light is said to emit within Jesus Christ's tomb, rising from the marble slab covering the stone bed, believed to be that upon which Jesus' body was uh, is believed to have been placed for a burial. 
The marble slab is now in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre in the old city of Jerusalem, commonly known as the Holy Lands. The light is believed to form a column of fire from which candles are then lit. This fire is then used to light the candles of the clergy and the pilgrims in attendance. The fire is also said to spontaneously light other lamps and candles around the church. Pilgrims and the clergy say that the holy fire does not even burn them. And many videos have been made available on YouTube and other websites that show people waving their hands through the flame. We all know there is a lot of fake news online, but one thing I do know is that there is no point in trying to cook a suvla or a lamb spit with this fire as it doesn't burn. <laughs> yes, I just dropped that in there. While the patriarch is inside the chapel kneeling in front of the stone, there is a darkness and a silence inside and outside. Then people hear a rather loud mumbling and the atmosphere is very tense. When the patriarch comes out with the two candles lit and shining brightly in the darkness, a roar of jubilation sounds in the church. Thousands of pilgrims, as well as Christians of all denominations, gather in Jerusalem to take part and witness this annual event. Some may say that this is the orthodoxy version of Aussies trekking to Gallipoli yearly for Anzac Day. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> not really. I just added that to spice my macaronia for the laugh. The Holy Fire is then taken to Greece by special flight and similarly to the other Orthodox countries such as Georgia, Bulgaria, Romania, Serbia, Ukraine and Russia being received by church and state leaders. Here in Australia and in the rest of the world such as the UK and the USA, the Holy Flame is lit inside the churches by the local hierarch, where there is one, or the proistamino, Greek for head priest, after a short service of prayer, where all the congregation waits outside the church for the priest to walk out with a dikero trikera, a double and triple handheld candle. At this point, 90% of the people light their candles and head back home for the midnight feast to break their 40 days of fast of the holy and great Lent. You have no idea how amazing Avgolemono tastes at 1am on Easter Sunday morning. This is a Greek chicken soup blended with lemon and egg. Okay, Pedia, let's touch base on the Olympic flame. The Olympic flame is a symbol used at the Olympic movement. It is also a symbol of continuity between ancient and modern games. Several months before the Olympic Games, the Olympic flame is lit at Olympia in Greece. This ceremony starts the Olympic torch relay, which formally ends with the lighting of the Olympic cauldron during the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games. The flame then continues to burn in the cauldron for the duration of the Games until it is extinguished during the Olympic closing ceremony. The idea of the Olympic flame was derived from ancient Greece, where a sacred fire was kept burning throughout the celebration of the ancient Olympics on the altar of the century of Hestia. In ancient Greek mythology, fire had divine connotations. It was thought to have been stolen from the gods of, by Prometheus. Sacred fires were present at many ancient Greek sanctuaries, including those at Olympia. 
Every four years, when Zeus was honoured at the Olympic Games, additional fires were lit at his temple and that of his wife, Hera. The modern Olympic flame is ignited at the site where the temple of Hera used to stand. When, in, when the tradition of the Olympic fire was introduced during the 1928 Summer Olympics, an employee of the electric utility of Amsterdam lit the first modern flame in the Marathon Tower of the Olympic Stadium in Amsterdam. The modern flame has been part of the Summer Olympics ever since. It is symbolic to Greek people purely because it was born in Greece together with the Olympic Games. This year, the Games would have been hosted in Japan, but unfortunately they have been postponed until 2021 due to the world health pandemic of toilet paper shortage. I mean, sorry, the coronavirus. Growing up and to this day, I have been a very avid follower of the Olympic Games. Even if, like many people believe anyway, today's athletes compete for pay rather than for their country. When I was young, I was a competitive swimmer and my hero was Kieran Perkins. I still remember the year he won the gold medal for the 1500 meter freestyle. I was at uh, Saturday morning Greek school learning about Carota, Aguria and Domates. And at recess, I managed to sneak into the staff room to watch the race. Mate, I was as happy as Dimitrax finding a new carpet to clean. Well, hang on. Wait, was that Ajax? In the last episode, we spoke about the Motika, the Greek folk music and its origins. Let's now discuss Rebetika. The Rebetiko song emerged in urban centres throughout Greece, especially those with large harbours, and appealed to a restricted audience of convicts, dock workers, hashish and narcotic users, the down and out segment of today's society. Many of these places were referred to as skiladika. The Rebetiko song is often gloomy and fatalistic in content and was always sung by a single voice. Its popularity increased until embraced by the majority of the working class, reaching its classical period in the years between 1940 to 1950. The principal instruments of Rebetiko was the buzuki, the baglama, and the guitar. At that period, the words of the Rebetiko songs touched on the times and stirred up people's longings for escape and love. The classic Rebetiko songs were distinguished for their sincerity of passion and power of expression. Within the music style, one can detect the contributions and influence of folk song. Byzantine chant and music of the East. Early recordings carried Rebetika to the remote villages in Greece, gradually displacing the traditional folk song in the process. Most of the Rebetiko composers never studied music. Whatever basic musical knowledge they possessed was the result of the considerable experience they acquired professionally. Naturally gifted, they composed their melodies by playing them on their respective instruments. When songs were published, the musical notations was undertaken on their behalf by a musically educated person. Most Rebetiko songs are based on traditional Greek dance rhythms. The most common are the Zembekiko, Chasaposerviko, the Chasapiko and Tsifteteli. Here is a small clip of a well-known Rebetiko, Manamu Elas or My Mother Hellas.
τα ψεύτικα, τα λόγια, τα μεγάλα μου τα με το πρώτο σου το γάλα μα τώρα που ξυπνήσανε τα φίδια εσύ φοράς τα αρχαία σου στο λίγια και δεν βακρίζεις ποτέ σου μάνα μου ελάς που τα παιδιά σου σκλάβους ξεχουλάς και δεν βακρίζεις ποτέ σου μάνα μου ελάς που τα παιδιά σου σκλάβους ξεχουλάς The original artist of this was Nikos Dimitratos. In 1983, this song was once again brought back to life with a version, uh, with a version from Yorgos Dalaras, which has a range of images to accompany this skeptical, bitterly honest but anti-hyper-nationalism. This is the chorus with dark, heavy lyrics, as you would have heard. Ta pseftika ta loya ta megala Mutapes me to proto muto gala, which translates your big fake words you told me by your first milk. Okay, as mentioned in a previous episode, I will be conducting my first interview with an amazing young lady who is just as passionate as I am about the Greek culture and traditions, so much that she has created an exciting children's book series to express it all. Stephanie Timotheou, an Adelaide-based journalist and author, has created the Ikoyenia series, which features four rhyming tales about one Greek girl and the beautiful relationship she has with her family. They are perfect for the modern Greek-Australian family and are written in both English and Greek to make learning fun. And I had the absolute pleasure to have a chat with her. Hello, Valandi. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure and I'm really, really excited to be talking to you. Um, so before we go into a brief chat about Ikoyenia, can you tell my listeners a little bit about your background and your links to that Hellenic culture? Yeah, absolutely. So I am a proud Cypriot, born and raised here in Adelaide. Um, but my family's story started around the 1960s when both of my parents migrated to Australia from Cyprus. Um, both mum and dad um, were very young at the time. I think mum was about 18 months, dad was around three. Um, so although they've spent their entire lives here, Cyprus is still very much a place they will call home. Absolutely fantastic. So Cyprus is one of those countries that I haven't really touched up on yet that do have the similar Hellenic culture to what Greece does. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Cyprus is Greek in its own way. It's in in its own unique way, yeah? Um, so we will yeah. be touching on Cyprus later in my podcast series, but I'm really excited to have you here because you're going to talk to us about something, um, you know, a, a little bit that's you know, it, it's in your heart. So you're a mum, you're a wife, you're a journalist working in media corporations here in South Australia, and now you are an author. So can you tell us a little bit about your work, especially that Ikoyenya series? Sure. So um, I've been a print journalist now for about eight years, which I absolutely love. Um, but Ikoyenya is a bit of a passion project of mine. So 
basically it's a bilingual children's book series that revolves around the special people who make up a family. Um, now, in this series, there are four books which I've um, written, which are Cooking with Yaya, Gardening with Bapu, Playtime with Baba, and Bedtime with Mama. And now they're all written in both English and Greek, so our little ones can have a bit of fun reading while also learning the Greek language. Fantastic. So um, uh, is the Greek and English in every single book or is it just one book is Greek and one book is English? No, it's all together. So essentially you've got the English verse, which is the part that rhymes, and then directly below that verse you've got the Greek translation. Oh, so, super. Um, yeah, yeah. Really good. So just like myself, you can say that you're a pretty passionate person and you love uh, the family backgrounds and culture and tradition. Oh, absolutely, Valandia. And all of those things go hand in hand. I mean, personally, having started a little family of my own has really made me want to continue advocating for our culture and traditions. I think it's really important to ensure they remain quite a big part of our generations to come because I mean without our culture who who even are we you know um, absolutely and I don't know about yeah I don't, I don't know about you but my biggest fear is that when our grandparents and our parents are gone who's going to carry these traditions we, we need to keep it going um, which is really what my books are trying to help achieve very, very well said. And that's exactly what we're trying to achieve with this podcast series as well, the the continuation of that culture. So um, in my previous episode, I spoke about pride and passion, which we've touched on a lot thus far. Can you tell us uh, what makes you to be proud Greek Cypriot Australian? Um, well, aside from, I mean, our obvious, incredible history and culture, I guess, I'm just so proud of who we are. We we are such generous, giving bunch of people. I mean, look at us. We fight over who's going to pay for the guff air. We go out of our way to make people happy, whether it's through food or music or dancing or anything, really. Um, we have so much love in our hearts. And to me, that's something to be really proud of. Excellent. So just a, I'm going to really throw out a question out there. What's something really big that you love about Greek Easter with your family, what's the one thing that you just can't wait for every single year to do with your family? Oh, oh I guess just being together. There's there's nothing like it. Just, you know, sitting around the table, sharing stories, cracking eggs, um, yeah, the suvla, um, <laughs> all of that, all of it. The whole thing is just, yeah, such a beautiful occasion. Oh, that, that's beautiful because... Um, I mean, you know, with the unfortunate times that we've got going on at the moment, the one thing that I'm not going to be getting this year is that uh, lamb on the spit, the suvla. Um, yeah. And that's the one thing I really look, do look forward to. But you're right. The main thing is the family coming together. Um, and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how big or small that family is. Just that coming together is just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see everyone under one roof sharing their love, sharing their stories. It's, it's an amazing thing. Look, um, I'm not going to take too much of your time because I know you are a very busy person, especially uh, being a mum as well. I know what it's like being a dad. Um, mm-hmm. But can you tell us how can anyone that's interested get a copy of Ikoyenya? Right. So at the moment, I'm taking pre-orders for my first book, which is Cooking with the Yacht. Um, so if you'd like to secure your copy, all you have to do is head to 
igoyenya.bigcartel.com. Fantastic. And you are also on Facebook and Instagram? Yes. So if you just look up Igoyenya, and that's I-K-O-Y-E-N-I-A, you will find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. Perfect. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really do appreciate you sharing your pride and your passion with us um, and your brilliant, brilliant little project, Igoyenya. Thank you. Okay, now, changing things up a little bit from previous episodes, I'm going to combine the language segment with a cheeky segment and present to you funny Greek translations and what they actually mean. This will be a cracker of a segment because I faced many of these growing up by my parents and all my non-Greek friends were amazed when I translated what they were saying. (laughs) I can still see their faces. An An example of how this um, works, right? I walked to Torrensville Plaza post office with a faulty knee and overheard someone on the phone, which inspired me to add this into my podcast. All she said was, Canis diacopes, which literally translates to, you're having a holiday. But guess what it means in context? Your phone signal is cutting out. It's funny and confusing, right? Well, here are some more examples. I'll start with the Greek and then the literal translation followed by the actual meaning in context. I'm going to eat you. I'm really angry for what you did. I'll change your lights. You are screwed. (laughs) You eat wood you will get a smack. Sigata lachana. Slowly the vegetables. It's not that big of a deal. Thamuklasistafridia. You can fart on my eyebrows. You can't do anything to me. Ay pnixu. Go drown yourself. Leave me alone. Arekolopedo. You are a bum child misbehaved child and or bastard. <laughs> Don't make my balls dizzy. Stop saying nonsense to me. And last one. I am writing you on my old shoes. I am ignoring you. Well, quite interesting, isn't it? Guys, that brings us to the end of another podcast episode of Just Greeks and Beats. What an episode that was. I would really love to hear your feedback, guys. So please do feel free to send uh, to visit my Facebook page by searching Gephi Live Radio or visiting my website, gephi.live. In episode five, I will be taking you on a bit of a journey to an island of Greece with so much history and a very, very big summer tourist hotspot. Don't forget that you can also tune into my weekly radio show where I get to play all the new, loved and classic Greek beats over two hours of live stream fun every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Adelaide time via facebook.com forward slash Gephi Live Radio and Gephi Live on YouTube. This is Valandi and I will keep your Gephi streaming. <laughs>